Good morning, everyone. It's good to see so many of you that I haven't seen for a while. It's so great to see you. I um, want to share a little bit today. You know, I've been um, talking with a lot of people, Christians and non-Christians, and as this quote, pandemic continues on, um, there seems to be actually more and more fear and anxiety about the future, you know, as, as the cases rise again and all of these things, the government emergency funds are running out, unemployment funds are running out, you know, we thought, oh, it'll last a few months and, um, and then, you know, the decisions we have to make, you know, if we open up, maybe more people will die, but if we don't, you know, our economy will be devastated and people are, are feeling fear and anxiety. Uh, you know, businesses are closing, rent and mortgage forgiveness is ending. And, you know, for our community, for Hawaii, for the United States, for the world, you, you know, this, this anxiety even among Christians. And, you know, sometimes I watch the news and I say, boy, I got to go pray. Because <laughs> it, you know, it just is not good and you don't even know who to listen to of what's really happening. Everything seems so opposite and confusing. And, you know, sort of fear, anxiety, worry, restless, even anger and frustration we see popping out, and, and even more suicides coming out in, in the world. And see, so um, children of the living almighty God, it's time to stretch our spiritual muscles because the world needs you now. The world needs you now. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the world. And so the, the, the world needs the children of the all-powerful, almighty living God. And it's time to stand up and take our place. It's time to be... <laughs> Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> it's time to be either hot or cold. It's time to be on fire for God to not get off the fence, you know, that we, we like the Alpha uh, Project as saying, and, and one of the things the guy was saying is, um, you know, um, the person who wrote the Chronicles of Narnia and everything, he was an intellectual of his time. And again, what he said was, either Jesus is of no importance, or he is ultimately important. But what he cannot be is moderately important. So it's time for us to decide. Is he not important? Or is he the ultimate importance in this world in our lives? And it's time for us to be the light and the children of God. It's a time that will make us grow our spiritual muscles as the people of God. So you look at this scripture here. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's what the enemy's thing is, is fear. And where does he attack? Our minds. And that's why he gave us a sound mind, the mind of Christ. And uh, we've got to look at where we spend our time, because that's the mind we're going to get, the mind of the world. If we spend all our time there, we need to spend time with him and get the mind of Christ. So before I really start, I wanted to go over, you know, because of all the anxiety and so on, the, the three promises that I've been sharing for this time that God gives. And 
John 10, 28 to 30 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. You will not go before your time. We don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. The almighty, all-powerful God who loves us so much, he sent his own son to die for us so we could be adopted by him. He says, no one will snatch you out of his hand. And Philippians 1.21 says, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And you know, um, I'm going to be gone for a while because I'm going to be going to see my youngest sister who has been battling uh, stage 4 cancer, I think, for four years now. And um, we've seen miracle after miracle in her life and her get healed over and over. And all this time we got to spend as a family and great times we have, but now she's on hospice. And we're going to go to say aloha, I love you, goodbye, but also ahui ho until we meet again, until we meet again. That's the hope we have. And will it hurt because they're gone for this time? Yeah, there will be a hole because they're not here. But we know that if they went and they, they are followers of Jesus, it was their time. We'll find out someday and that we will see them again. Um, this is the month that our last year that our uh, Eddie went home and we saw many miracles in his life just like my sister the doctors were saying you only got a few you know months or days even to live sometimes and they kept on as prayer and so on they kept on going but you know as as uh, I had recommended that movie about Jeremy Camp's life the Christian artist uh, it's called I Still Believe because, you know, the love of his life had gotten cancer before they were going to get married and they said, you know, the, you know she was getting worse and worse and he was t asking everybody to pray and pray and pray. And then the, Lord's, the, the doctor said, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's completely gone. And they got married and a wonderful um, honeymoon. And then a very aggressive form of cancer returned. And she was in the hospital, and doctor said, that's, that's, she's going, there's nothing we can do, no operation, no anything, you know, that's it. And then she's in the hospital, and she says, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, I'm healed, I am healed. Tell the doctors, I am healed, it's Jesus, I'm healed. So he goes to run and get the doctor, he comes back, and she's gone. She died. But you know when our ultimate healing is going to be? Only then, when this body of, you know, you know there's a disease in this world, this pandemic, that um, is 100% fatal. It's called sin. And we all going to die sometime because this body is decaying. But the ultimate healing will come. And so, yeah, it was Jesus. She's healed, healed completely. And so that's, that's what we have to look forward to. 
And I've known so many people again who died and came back, and it's so wonderful they cannot describe. Can't wait to come back. If Jesus asked them to come back, they didn't want to, but they did out of obedience. And so many experiences, like when my dad was passing away, you know, he was on hospice and he was there, and a few days before he died, all of a sudden he looks up in the corner of the room and this smile on his face. It's just so big and the joy, and he's just waving and waving in the corner of the room. And uh, I don't know who he saw, Jesus, his family that went on before him, I don't know. But you know, so many people have had that experience. Uh, I was talking with Brother Mickey, his brother just passed away too. And uh, his dad and mom, they had the same experience up there. They start seeing the other world already. That we do not have to have fear. Okay? That doesn't mean, you know, I, I'm not uh, afraid of cars in the way that I won't drive, but I don't walk across the street without looking both ways. Yeah? So we be wise, but we do not have to be afraid. Yeah? And the third promise, Romans 8:28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things, we know he will work out, even the difficult things. So, you know, I want to read that whole area of scripture from 8:14 to, to the end of the chapter. But, you know, what I want you to do, don't, don't look at the scripture, just Close your eyes. Just focus on the words that are being spoken, okay? That's all. It says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Just like verse 28 says. Yeah. Those who are led. So, not perfect, but saying, I want you to, I'm going towards you. Work these things out in my life, Lord. Change me when I need to be changed. And then he will work because he's not going to force his way into your life. He's the gentleman who stands at the door and waits till you open it. So we've got to open it. But for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received the Spirit that makes you fearful. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. Now that word in the Hebrew is is familiar like daddy, but it's, it's, it's so close and familiar, but it's not childish. It's a word that we don't really have in the English. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, <clears throat> we must also share his sufferings. Now, what does that mean? You know, like, he's asking us to wait. He's in this world that's of decay and death so that other of his children can come to him because they have to make their own choice. He, he doesn't make them slaves or robots. They have to choose him. But he loves them as much as any of us. He wants them to come. So we wait in this world because of the free choice people has. There's more and more um, evil that's happening in the world. 
And because God made us stewards of the world, the Bible says it goes on to the, the creation. And creation is, you can feel it, can you feel it coming more and more off balance from God's purposes for it of light and life and prosperity and fullness and fruitfulness, and it's getting out of balance. But he says, wait, please, because there's others who can choose me that he loves. Just like Jesus went through all this suffering for us, will we give up a little of what we can be instead of, come now, Lord, and so we can go so that others can come? Are we willing to also share in his suffering so others can come? Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, because God made us the keepers of the land, against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. We did not follow God's paths, and so against God's path is darkness and death. But with eager hope, creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning. Can you feel it? As in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us that will no longer decay. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So follow his purpose. Just say, God, I, I give you my heart to, to see your purposes done because they're good. You proved you loved me. <clears throat> Let your purposes and will be done in my life because he's not going to force his way in. And then he can take care of you in every way. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them because like his son, they, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. <coughs> and having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say then 
about such wonderful things as these. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself through what Jesus did, not what we did. So who dares accuse us because Jesus was perfect? Who then will condemn us? No one. For Jesus Christ died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day like we are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We go through these things so that others may still come to him. We sacrifice ourselves so that others can come. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears of, for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, we have a great promise and we have a great mission here on earth to do. And, you know, uh, I wanna, what I want to do right now is just pray together. And again, just close your eyes and, this out, you know, and I'll say the words and just join me with your hearts and your spirits. And uh, Matthew 6, 9 to 13, Jesus himself, Jesus himself says in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, which is more of a heart, uh, Aramaic heart that comes from the word sometimes we don't get. And it says, pray like this, our Father dwelling in heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Don't let it turn on to the news don't let your life turn by the news and what you hear and what others say, but let it turn on what he says about us and what he says, that the almighty, all-powerful God, in spite of everything that's happening, is in complete control. And to stand on that as, as we pray. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I purposely skipped out that middle because a lot of times we forget that or we don't think about that. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, his kingdom where is all peace, love, and joy that these people go, it's so wonderful they cannot even describe and can't wait to get back to. Let that kingdom 
where there's no fear, no worry, no anxieties, no worrying about where our job and our food and our money or our house or our mortgage is going to come. Come, place filled with joy. Your kingdom come when? When your will is done. Because his will is good, because he loves us. That we follow him, even though it might be hard sometimes, we will always see it is good and right. So this kingdom can come in our lives, in our families, in our church, in our city. And we pray for our state and our city, our community, our, our Hawaii, our nation, for the world. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Passion Translation says, Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Passion Translation says, We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. We don't worry. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God, not be perfect, We just seek and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Don't worry about tomorrow. But we trust in him as we follow after him. The almighty, all-powerful God says he'll take care of us. So we can rest in peace and even joy knowing that he is in complete control and he's taking care of us. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The Passion Translation says, Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Again, if we have not forgiven someone, do you know someone who is unforgiving, who is happy? Said we may be healed. His way is better. Our way wants to hang on to it. His way is better. And as we do that, we will be healed. And the earnest prayers of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. That word earnest or effectual fervent prayers, it says, is actually the Greek word energeo, which is energy. It has the power. It has the might. It has to work, to do things. It will have that power as we forgive and be his children because that's what he did, forgive us. And we are his children if we forgive one another. It's hard. I need his help. I can't do it on my own. But if I ask him, he's always changed my heart enough to forgive. Sometimes it took a while, but he did. And do not lead us into temptation. Sometimes this this word is, you know, it's confusing. But it's, if he's not leading us into temptation, where is he leading us? Away from temptation? Deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Passion Translation says, rescue us every time we face tribulation. Every time we face hardships, rescue us, O Lord, and set us free from evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. And I love how the Hawaiian prayers were given up. It says, uh, Amama, which is light, light. But it's like lifting up, light. Amama uanoa, uanoa. It is set free. It is set free. Light. We send our prayers up. Amen means let it be so. Let it be. Let it be so. And that's how Jesus told us, let's pray. So, as the worship team comes up, let's keep in this attitude of that, knowing that His power, His power, and as we focus on Him, as we focus on Him, then His joy and life and light, peace and confidence will overflow overflow to the world and that's what they need right now the children of the almighty all-powerful god to reveal themselves the world is waiting and this is the time